letting you know what's going on without going on and on and on. Welcome to a fast-paced way to get caught up on all the day's biggest local stories from News Talk 830-WCCO. This is the All Local. With Monday's WCCO All Local, I'm Lindsay Peterson. Today's stories include more details on the Fargo police officer who was shot and killed, getting ready for the legalization of marijuana, and we are one month away from the great Minnesota get-together. But we begin with heat. It's going to be a warm one this week, but will get dangerously warm by midweek. WCCO Chief Meteorologist Paul Douglas begins our coverage. We've already had 15 days of 90-plus in the metro. I think we'll add five, six days of 90s this week. Upper 90s Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. A few swarms of severe thunderstorms could keep us a little bit cooler by the end of the week. In fact, there could be some severe thunderstorms by Wednesday night, Thursday into Friday. Would not be shocked to even see a derecho, one of these long-lasting thunderstorms that tend to bubble up Uh, during the boiling days of summer. But yeah, this is going to be beastly hot. Plus, we're going to deal with some more bad air. We have the third worst air on the planet of any major city. Only Jakarta and Dubai are more polluted than we are this morning. More smoke, nearly a thousand fires continuing to burn. Most of those out of control across Canada. Doctors are warning people about the impact this sort of heat can have on your body. We've all watched from afar as more than a third of Americans suffered under extreme heat advisories, watches, and warnings over the past week. Now some of that heat is coming our way. Yeah, uh, it's really important uh, to stay cool over the next few days. Hennepin Healthcare Dr. John Cole says the heat can be particularly dangerous for children, older people, and other vulnerable populations, and time is of the essence. The hot- it is, the less time you have to be out in that really hot environment before you can get sick from it to get either uh, any of the usual heat illnesses that we have, either um, heat exhaustion or uh, the most severe form, which is called heat stroke. He says symptoms of heat exhaustion include fever, muscle cramps, or weakness. When you stop sweating, though, he says you're in trouble. Susie Jones, News Talk 830 WCCO. There are some ways to beat the heat if you have to be out in it. The seven Salvation Army service centers in the Twin Cities have been converted into cooling centers, and they're open right now through the end of the week to give anyone a break from the hot weather. Well, mostly there's two things. First of all, a a nice air-conditioned spot where they can cool off. And generally, also, we will be providing cool water for them to drink, assuming they might need some hydration. The Salvation Army's Dan Furry says they'll have plenty of space. I don't think it's ever gotten to the point where we just can't handle, you know, the volume. That's not a concern of ours, um, because it's just based on history. The Salvation Army cooling centers are open during business hours all week, but they are closed on Saturday. Al Schock, Newstalk 830, WCCO. It was a cold case that took nearly half a century to make an arrest. Minneapolis police say their investigators used DNA to track down 66-year-old Matthew Brown, who was interviewed in Illinois and is now charged in the death of Robert Miller. It was July 1984 when Miller was killed during a fight in his apartment in South Minneapolis. Brown is also charged with first-degree burglary. He was extradited to Minnesota and remains in custody in the Hennepin County Jail. 
Susie Jones, News Talk 830 WCCO. This is Laura Oaks. A review of body camera footage from Fargo police officer Jake Walleen, who was shot and killed on the job earlier this month, shows he was actually not the first officer shot by suspect Mohammed Barakat, as previously thought. North Dakota Attorney General Drew Wrigley says a BCA analysis paints a new picture of events. He nearly got that shot off, which is just an incredible testament to both his military and his law enforcement training. The winds of fate, as I said the other day, he's the third officer shot, which gave him that 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 flash, that that brief flash of time to get a couple of steps and get the weapon on unholstered, which is time that Officer Hawes and Officer Dotis did not have. Wrigley says body cam footage of the shooting will be released later in the investigation. Minneapolis police are investigating after a shooting left one woman dead and another one injured. It happened just after midnight. Officers from the 3rd Precinct responded to a shooting in the 3100 block of 58th Street in Minneapolis. There they found two women shot. Both were taken to HCMC. One of them died. Both were reportedly in their 30s. Police say one of the women was found outside the residence, the other inside. There are no arrests. Al Shock, News Talk 830, WCCO. Lakeville City leaders tonight discuss possible restrictions to the marijuana legalization laws. That law goes into effect one week from tomorrow on August 1st. Lakeville Mayor Luke Hellier says their interpretation of the law is that pot can be smoked or vaped in any public area, something he says was not what they were hoping for. This was a little bit of a surprise. We were under the assumption coming out of session that the recreational marijuana would line up with medical marijuana rules, which already does not allow medical marijuana in parks, public places. So we were kind of caught surprised the last couple of weeks to see that there was a different interpretation and that we would have to then step in and act. How are telling Vanita Sakar on the WCCO Morning News he's concerned the use of marijuana on Lakeville's public places might adversely affect local businesses, businesses he says that have rebounded well from the pandemic. Mark Fry, News Talk 830 WCCO. A rally in St. Paul this morning brings hundreds of Planned Parenthood North Central State's workers together as they continue negotiating a union contract. It was last July when more than 430 PPNCS workers across the five-state region overwhelmingly voted to unionize. Workers say since then, PPNCS has retaliated against bargaining leaders, with half of the original members no longer holding a job there. Shay Gingras is part of the bargaining team and says she was given a final notice earlier this year. I call on PP. PNCS to remove or downgrade these unjust final notices for bargaining team members and to stop the evident union busting targeted towards elected union leaders. Earlier this month, the SEIU members rescinded their endorsement of DFL State Representative Ruth Richardson, who serves as CEO of Planned Parenthood's affiliates in the Upper Midwest. Al Shock, News Talk 830, WCCO. A two-year-old child was hospitalized after being exposed to a controlled substance inside an Aiken County home on Friday. The child became unresponsive after exposure to a controlled substance and is expected to survive. It's another example of a growing problem the Minnesota Poison Control Service is trying to stop. Since 2022 in Minnesota, 66 children have been sickened after being exposed to opioids such as fentanyl. That is certainly alarming because we certainly don't want to see any kids that get exposed to opioids. 
Samantha Lee is executive director of the Minnesota Poison Control Service. She says it's important that parents minimize the risk keeping medications out of reach of children and knowing what to look for if the child is in trouble. Whether the child's unresponsive, their breathing is slow, they're looking pale or lips are blue, to know that they need to call 911 to get help and not wait around and see how their child would do. The Poison Control toll-free number? 1-888-222-1222. one 1222 Susie Jones, News Talk 830-WCCO. Finally today, it begins one month from today, the 2023 Minnesota State Fair. And the historic fairgrounds in Falcon Heights is already swarming with work crews and vendor organizers. Mike Olson of the Blue Moon Dine-In Theater knows how to get ready in a month. He has the background and experience and a couple of dress rehearsals at the fairgrounds in the kickoff the summer and back to the 50s weekend. That helps us to kind of assess where we're sitting. So how are you sitting right now, you think? Good, I think. <laughs> I don't want to get too cocky, but I think we're in a pretty good position. There's a lot to do because we had a chance to clean everything twice beforehand. And that really helps. Then there's Lisa Laliberti, who's prepping for a one-day display at Dan Patch Park. You're not going to believe what they'll have. A giant inflatable colon. Whoa. It's about 12 feet high and about 20 feet wide and about 40 feet long. And you walk through it. It's educational. But isn't that sort of a strange thing to have inflated and being a large like that? It's a great education tool because nobody really wants to talk about colonoscopies. I think I'll opt for yield mill instead. Al Shock, News Talk 830 WCCO. Thanks for listening to WCCO's All Local. You can find each day's All Local and all of our podcasts at WCCORadio.com or by downloading the Odyssey app. I'm Lindsay Peters in News Talk 830 WCCO.